Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Craig. Raindrops kept falling on Pullman <laughs> while the Cougs were kicking Colorado's ass again. Homecoming was happy, and now we don't have to spend the podcast complaining, cause Wazoo won, so football is fun. All right, I had to spend more time on it since I didn't do one last week. <laughs> football is fun again. Yes. Hooray! And this is a happier podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Newser. Jeff, we can talk about W finally. Hooray! I know we were saying on Friday, like, like we we need one, and we got one, a good one. Oh yeah, I uh, I um in the uh, in in the post game. Um, I, I, of course had uh, B and Amanda with me, but, uh, Amanda was fading fast and I had some friends that wanted to go out. And so we went out and, uh, one of my friends just waved to a guy just cause he was kind of drunk and it's like, Oh, like kind of a go Cougs. And the guy came over and started talking to us. Um, and, uh, uh, he is, he turns out, he's like, are, are you guys the podcast guys? And, um, yeah, it. Uh, uh, he he asked me if I was Jeff, and I was like, "Nope, I'm nope. Craig. I'm the tall uh, one. I'm the tall one. I'm Craig." <laughs> and shit, I'm sorry. It was late, and now I've can't remember your name, no, you man. I know name. you're listening. I'm really sorry, dude. <laughs> uh, it's a, no, it's okay. Like late is an okay excuse, but like, listen, I have you know, it's my part of my job description is to know people's names, right? Well, yeah, and, I was. It was late, and I was drinking. Yeah, all, all the day. dude. I forget so many. It takes me a month to learn all my kids' names, and then when the next year rolls around, I see some of them in the hallway, and I'm like, "Hey!" And then I'm like stalling for like ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty seconds while I search the recesses of my brain for uh, for their names. So. Anyway, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad, Craig. Yeah, you were, you were in the I'll, midst of some some I'll, extreme joy. So I'll, I know I'll remember it after the uh, af- after the podcast after we're done. Probably yeah, for sure. For but sure. yeah, we had fireball shots and we had beers and it was fun. And uh, um, yeah, basically, I was talking with him and some of my friends. Like, yeah, it would have been it would been rough. This this recording would have been rough if oh, WSC no. would have lost again. Yeah, that would have been bad. Yeah, that would have been really bad. But WSU didn't lose. They WSU didn't. kicked some buff butt. Yeah, they and kicked the shit out of them. Yeah, it was fantastic. Even though in the stadium it was miserable, and yeah, uh, yeah like a, it was a sold out game. But I think a lot of people were like, "Nah." They might have been in a bar or in their in their RV or their hotel, and they're like, "Nah, I'm not gonna yeah. go." Um, well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like it got worse as the game went on. Is that is that well, an accurate assessment? So it, it started out really bad, like during the tail, like all day it was raining. Like, I know, super I know hard. it was bad during the tailgate. Bad during tailgate, and it was bad during the first quarter. But then it kind of started uh, not raining because we were trying to figure out if it was still raining because I, I was under the cover, um, under the uh, under the, the the boxes and the suites. Um, so I. I uh, 
I, I always get my season tickets there, so I don't get wet. <laughs> um, but Smart. we were looking, and you couldn't see it anymore. But we figured out we were we looked down on the Colorado sideline, and there was like an equipment box, and you could see the drops still happening. So it never stopped. But in the second half, yeah, it just by the time midway through the third quarter, it had kicked up. You could we'd look up on the video board; they'd show a close up of a player, and it'd just be like torrential sideways rain, and you're like, oh man. Um, which makes well, the, the sun goes cool. down and like oh, yeah. the temperature drops and it just well the, actually the temperature stayed roughly the same all day and it got warmer like at eleven like it got a few degrees warmer it was kind of weird um, but yeah it was I we all expected it to be like forty five to fifty but it was like thirty five degrees all day and so we I, I probably needed another layer in the stadium we were cold we were bundled bundling up my daughter. Um, she was having a blast though. I've trained her for this, uh, yeah. the fight songs and back home and the chants and it's beautiful. The go- you know, we, you know, when we first pulled into town, uh, we, you know, we go to like crimson and gray and it's just like, she's, pointing, she's walking down the aisles going, go kooks, go kooks, go kooks, go kooks, go kooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Go kooks. She That's- always likes to say, oh, wow. That's so much better than I did. My children, I taught them huskies suck first. Ah. and uh yeah that that got embarrassing in the grocery store oh yeah i'm trying to teach uh, so i every time purple comes up i just say evil and <laughs> amanda is not appreciating that she is not she's she's like don't do that and i'm like yeah. and i'm like i'm just still gonna do it when you're not around so yeah well she's we like, were we taught them yuck so like because you know i mean they can handle one or two syllables right and so we were right. like yuck yuck and then so they start to go yuck and yeah and then we go to the of course go to the grocery store and it's yuck some old lady in purple and this actually yeah. happened to sarah one time in the store she uh one of the i'm pretty sure it was joshua one of the boys um go saw some lady in purple and goes yuck and then and then sarah of course is uh you know thoroughly apologetic right she's like oh no it's okay i'm, I'm so sorry you know he's not that rude it's just you know my my husband's a coog and he went to washington state and and then she goes, "It's okay, we're cougars too." And then like that was yeah. So, so that made Sarah feel just a little bit better because she was she was gonna let me have it when she got home. But that that uh, that nice little old lady saved the day on me. So thanks, little old lady, for yeah, understanding. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, the weather was awful. That was one of the worst weather uh, days. I don't especially blame for an- anybody who didn't go. Oh, I don't blame anyone and people who left. Uh, yeah, because. Yeah, because I, I that like I totally get it because it was I know a lot of people left at like halftime or whatever because it was it was really like it was really cold where we were and we weren't getting rained on um and Amanda wanted to leave like start of the fourth quarter she's like can we go and I'm like no not after UCLA I'm staying yeah, no I'm I'm seeing that video board say Cougs win <laughs> like that's gonna happen that's right. um but and my daughter was great she only had one fit and that was when uh. Gordon threw his uh, bad interception, and it seemed like uh, she she wanted to get down and and stand on the on the on the concord or, or stand because she likes to stand while she watches. But yeah, um, but it it was exactly she threw the fit right when he threw the pick. So I was like, that's perfect timing, kid. Yeah, um, no one's gonna come. No one's gonna complain about you crying. But yeah, so the weather was awful. Like um, I saw, you know, I it's about as cold and miserable. Like the tailgate was just rough because. Um, yeah, we, I, I, we brought, uh, B out to it 
for about 30 minutes. And then Amanda just went back and sat with her in her car and watched like videos on the iPad. Um, and I just hang out, watch the Sounders. That was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is not a Sounders podcast. But no, but uh, then we, we was badass. And we watched, watched the Huskies. Uh, it was, I thought it felt good. It felt good going in because uh, um, the Sounders won. And then as I'm walking into Martin Stadium, uh, the Huskies turn it over the last time and uh, UW's going to win. And so it just, uh, it, I mean, the, and then o- Oregon, I know Oregon's going to win. So I'm like, all right, feeling good going to this game. I'm just getting drenched in like the five, you know, like the, the five blocks from my, from my parking spot to the, the stadium entrance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, uh, we had B, you know, with the cover, covered her on her stroller, but yeah, it was miserable. Um, I'm impressed with the people that were uncovered and stayed the whole game. Yeah. Uh, cause that was just, uh, that was, that was rough. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Cheers to everyone who stayed, um, and cheers to anyone who braved the weather to come, because that is completely miserable to be sitting in 15-degree <laughs> 15, 15 winds, 35-degree yeah. temperatures, yeah, yeah. and just downpour of rain that nonstop for an entire day. So, um, yeah, cheers earlier in the day, Sarah was like, we could still go, and I'm like, no, no, I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, you like, remember the last Colorado game? Like, <laughs> well, and that game wasn't even as cold. Like that was just yeah, wet. that was more like in the like I think that forty-five game, to fifty. Yeah, range. forty-five to fifty. Well, because that's what I thought this was going to be. Just like, dumping rain. I was like yeah. that one. I, like I had like just a sweatshirt on. Yeah, in my that seat, one was just was a matter like, of staying dry. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, this I'm, one was more than that. <laughs> But yeah, you know the one thing that the weather had had me a little worried when it was a little worse. But I mean, I, I'm just impressed at how well the offense moved, particularly early um, in that yeah. really bad weather. Like d- yeah. that was that was impressive. They came out right away. Um, you know the the defense uh, give, uh, bends doesn't break. Uh, Colorado kind of stupidly tries a long field goal, which won't be the first time they do that. Um, and, uh, that goes wide. Yeah. Fourth and three field goal. Thank you, Mel Tucker for bringing those <laughs> SEC principles, SEC strategy, Yeah, SEC strategy to Pullman. So we get off to a good starter. The defense feels good. They got to stop because any, anytime the other team doesn't score, even if it's a missed field goal, that's a stop for this day. I don't yeah. care. Um, plus yeah. the, they, I mean, the drive wasn't, had, had they given up a field goal? I would consider. It oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I was, I was already like, I had put it on the board mentally i'm like hey just three points three points cougs go get seven seven to three is great uh but yeah that the game couldn't have started any better uh you start out with with uh, that stop wc goes right down the field touchdown uh uh, got um, big play from Aesop Winston, big run from yep. Max Borgie on that drive, and then you have the Buffs uh, punt next time out or interception. Sorry, interception. So you get yep. you get the interception. Cougs are deep Short in territory. Field. Three plays later, touchdown again. Buffs drive for a field goal. They make it this time. Uh, but it, that, again, that's a red zone stop. Which they, again they, was another like I remember like I tweeted was like Mel. <laughs> <laughs> all you're doing is giving us a four point advantage and yeah exactly you know. yeah you're, it's it's you're already down 14 nothing i i get it you just want to get points on the board you want your offense to feel like they're doing something but it's you're on the five yard line and yeah i mean probably you're probably going to need those points you know how bad yep. your defense is yep. but yeah so they kicked that field goal 
And then WSU, then Max Borgie just does a Max Borgie thing and has yep. an incredible run. That was yep. like just he showed off all of his skills there. A great cut, um, just burnt, like shows off the speed. Just totally yep, accelerating just, to the edge. Yeah, that was incredible. Stepping out of tackles, like well, yeah. it was when he yeah. when he cut to the outside. You were like, man. If he could break this because of his speed, and he just ran straight through the defense and didn't get yep. touched until touched again until about you know the five yard line where he just drug a guy in for a touchdown. Um, it was just a display of how talented he is. But yeah, yeah then then you keep rolling. Um, kind of a disappointing try. You know, defense still holds holds, and then a disappointing drive where they um, well they had two back to back drives where and we can get into this. Um, maybe in a little bit talking about the kind of, cause I always like to kind of run through the recap and then we can yeah. um, get it. But two back to back drives, uh, where, uh, um, they, uh, they go turnover on downs after, uh, Max gets a third and short carry that doesn't work out. And then Gordon gets pr- pressured out of the pocket and, um, uh, tries to run for it and doesn't even come close. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then another one where they, um, they, uh, again, have a third and short and again, it doesn't, uh, work out with a Borgie run. And so, um, you're thinking, ah, oh, man, we're not stepping on the throat here. And because of the UCLA game, you're just like a little bit worried because of the, because the Arizona state game where they were up seven, you know, well, yeah, I mean, 10. that's always, all of that is always going to be in the back of your mind. I mean, until this year is over. Yeah. You're like, it's always going to be there. The defense could fall apart anytime. We need to get as many points as we can right now. Yeah. And, and so you're kind of worried. Defense still holds. Um, and then they come down, they, that it was great. Cougar disappointing punt. They get the ball with about five left. They punt, but the defense gets gets the ball back to them with three minutes left. You know, so that was pretty cool. Um, and they were able to drive down. Kind of a disappointing field goal. You know, again, uh, I, I think you know, I think Leach is probably thinking go up three touchdowns with an easy field goal. Whatever it ultimately didn't matter, but um, and there's there will be games when the Cougs probably need to go for a touchdown right there because the defense will not hold. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's the second half was just, uh, it was really impressive. Colorado got their touchdown to cut it to two touchdowns. You know, I'm a little worried at that point. Yeah. Uh, um, I think everyone's like, oh God, this could happen at two touchdowns. Here we not go. that much, but right away, right back, Gordon hits Arcanado, big touchdown. Yeah. That was awesome. Great to have Arcanado back. We can talk about yeah. that too. Um, well, and you weren't you weren't watching the TV broadcast, but when Colorado got within got that touchdown to get within two touchdowns, it was like we've got a game, and it was like uh, yeah. you know, I mean, like the announcers were very excited at the idea that Colorado was within two touchdowns, and I wanted to be like, bro, it's two touchdowns, but at the same time, I was like. Yeah, it's two touchdowns. <laughs> like, yeah, like that could be gone in five minutes. You know, so. right? Yeah, but yeah, they didn't. They didn't let it happen this time. No, um, they didn't. You know, another uh, another uh, uh, interception, another touchdown, and then it really the fourth quarter. The, the fourth quarter, that touchdown uh, to make it thirty-eight was when uh, Amanda really wanted to leave, and I was like, nope. And uh, and then we just you know. Backup quarterbacks start coming in, um, and then you just get a kind of a you know 
typical blowout fourth quarter where nothing not not much happens after it gets you know past yep. like the four touchdown threshold and Colorado yep. man that, they really wanted to get out of there they were the, ready to go home with about when it was 38 10 there was about eight minutes left they on a third and I think it was 12 or 15 just straight up ran the ball up the middle that was yep. like not even a draw it was just yep. straight they up weren't run. even yeah they, they were they were no longer interested in trying yep yeah, they wanted to get the heck out of there, um, which it was cold, um, yeah. uh, um, cold and wet. Uh, you can imagine just standing on that field. You know, a lot of those players not wearing sleeves because they got to be tough guys. Although Max Borgie looked pretty badass with, <laughs> <in> his, <laughs> without his, sleeves, without sleeves and his uh, black socks. I, I love the yeah. black socks, man. The black socks yeah. look cool, especially yeah, and the, and the jerseys looked kind of cool because of the because they were kind of darkened a little bit. So, uh, yeah, everything was kind of a little darker, um, you know, cause it was, everything was so wet. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so man, just a, a thorough ass kicking. Um, but yeah, so, uh, let's go, let's, let's start with the impressions of the defense. Cause that's really, I think the, the yeah. story here. Um, yeah, man, that's just, uh, Colorado, you know, when we do, we were doing the analysis before, um, Colorado's offense, it was kind of a mystery why they were good, you know, like what, why, how are they scoring points? You know, a lot of their uh, peripherals aren't that impressive. Um, but then we kind of came down, it's this third and long thing. And sure enough, they were in a lot of third and longs and they were running the ball quite a lot. Like we thought, um, WSC of course was letting them run a little better than, um, they've been running previously this season, but that was to be expected. Um, but it wasn't so bad that it was backbreaking, right? So there wasn't, there was about, there was like one big, one or two big runs and that was it. Um, but yeah, so the, 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 uh, defense, uh, particularly against the pass was very, very good. Um, they pressured Montez quite a bit. They had him moving quite a bit. And yep. man, that dude is not any better than he was as a freshman. No, um, I mean he, we kind of talked about that on Friday, right? We were like, well, you know, you, if you stick around long enough, there are certain things that you know that you do pick up, certain things you figure out, certain things you get better at. But you know, if you're not that, for example, if you're not that talented of a passer, right? Then right. you know, a little bit of weather, you know, is gonna you know perhaps affect you a little bit more. So. Yeah, he was he was bad. <laughs> he's so in. Uh, I think Theo tweeted this out. He's you know in like three starts, he's thrown for under four hundred yards total against WSU. Yeah, it's uh, it's completely bonkers, man. He's been he's been terrible, and you know that I don't know about you. I I don't know if there was a point at which you felt like okay, this is actually like maybe okay, or or the you know the defense is you know come to play today, it's going to be all right. Yeah, for it me was, it was. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say for me it was that third drive where Colorado was, you know, down two touchdowns, decided they needed to, you know, start going to the bag of tricks in order to move the ball. Right. And I'm like, yo, that's always a really good sign. And I know that it can work, you know, sort of jumpstart a team or whatever. But when they went to the bag of tricks, and you know, they they put Chenault in the, you know, in, in the direct snap situation to try and convert a, a third down. And then, and then they go flea flicker and it's like, and then they don't score a touchdown. Yeah. That's you know? what I, I said. I, I, I was like, I, you know, being, I being the smart ass I am when I'm in the stands yelling to, I yeah. was like, I was like, I just yelled like, I was, that, that was your, that was your one trick. And all you got was yeah. 20, 29 yards out of it. 
Yep. And you're and you're still outside the red zone. Out, like they yep. got him down to like the twenty. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it, nope. it, like it, that that's that's the type of uh, yardage you would hope from just a regular pass play. So it's yep. like, uh, yeah. So the, that when WSU, I mean, covered that well enough. Yep. Like whatever you gave up, but you didn't give up a, a touchdown, and yep. that's what Colorado wanted out of that play. Yep. And they ultimately didn't even get a touchdown out of that drive. Yeah. So and that that was the point at which I kind of went. You know, we might be onto something today. You know, I mean, they and they got down to the five. You know, and, and then you know we kind of hemmed them in in completion, a couple of incompletions. Oh, you know, he, had a little pressure. Montez, I mean, Montez missed a wide open touchdown, like a yeah. wide open guy in the flat wasn't even a hard throw, and he just he just ducked through a duck. Well, so. there was so I don't know how easy it was to see from where you were, but Rogers was sort of in the vicinity. Um, oh no! Enough. Yeah, enough. I yeah, enough that he – now, he wasn't in a good enough position to actually make the play, and I think a better quarterback makes that throw. But I think Montez just saw him just enough that it you know threw off his – he like something flashed in his brain where he was like, oh, I need to go just a little bit, a little bit higher and a little bit wider with this than, right. than, than he really needed to. And, and then that's when it uh, – actually, I think he went a little lower, a little lower. Little yeah, wider, he went lower. Right? It was definitely – Yeah, so a little lower short. and a little wider. Anyway, he just he just thought, I got to get it around this guy. And he kind of he kind of almost three-quarter armed it, and uh, and then, of course, it got away from him. So And, and, and the wet ball seemed to bother him yeah. uh, a lot. So, you know, again, once once we survived that, and didn't give up a touchdown. You know, they, they weren't able to run the ball in from there. I was just like, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, you put another touchdown on the board after that and you feel like, you know, it's, it's not that it's game over. Cause it, again, you know, UCLA, whatever. Right. Um, it's not game over, but it's also like, yikes, you know, like, like Colorado be in a really bad spot if they're chasing right. a few touchdowns and, and granted the offense kind of, uh, you know, went into a little bit of a lull after that. This team seems to get a little complacent. I know we'll talk about the offense, but, um, you know, credit, major credit to the defense to, um, you know, just continue to keep playing. You know, the the offense got a little complacent, and the and the defense just they kept doing their thing, and um, to the point where finally they broke and gave up a touchdown, and then the offense is like, okay, we got you, and it worked out fine. So yeah, really impressed with the defense. Yeah, and the, so uh, they we we talked about in the preview that WSU the one thing they've been decent at is preventing touchdowns in scoring opportunities. So inside yep. the 40 and then in red zone opportunities inside the 20. And that definitely showed this game. Um, when, De- when Colorado got inside the 40, a couple times, couldn't get any farther. That happened on the, on the third and seven, when Montez threw a desperation interception to George Hicks. And then uh, on the first drive and, and another drive where they missed a long field goal. So, so it's like, so, or yeah, so they they're, they definitely were the bend. Don't break that. We kind of have been used to, over the like particularly when Alex Grinch was around um where they just it was all about not giving up big plays kind of you're playing a college team let them screw up basically it was like right like the the motto and that was what what they did they just waited for Montez to screw up and he did a lot like he screwed up a lot and Colorado's receivers dropped balls and 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 like and and once we once WC was up Colorado felt they had to pass more you could tell and it wasn't going so well and 
And it's kind of funny because they were trying to bleed the clock and everything in the first quarter. WCU had the ball for just a, like four minutes and 59 seconds in the first quarter, and yeah, they were up 21 to three. <laughs> three like, touchdowns. Yeah, Colorado had the, had the ball for 10 minutes in the first quarter, yeah. and they're down 21 to three. 21 to three. You know, it's, yeah, those touchdowns are good. Yeah, because I, I, uh, like, I didn't, I, 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 uh, I kind of forgot that the like it was twenty one to three at by the end of the game I had forgotten it was twenty one to three at the end of the first quarter it seemed like that took a little longer uh, just because yep. Colorado had the ball so much but no it was like WSU was just scoring so quick because they got you know Desmond Patman's touchdown after the interception was quick um, they had a couple big plays on the first touchdown drive that, that got him down there they weren't long drives um, I mean heck when it's that cold you probably just want to keep moving anyway. Um, but yeah, it's a, yeah, it was the defense, um, put some stats on it overall, less than five yards of play. Um, some of Colorado just running straight into the line right at the end of the game, probably helped that a little bit, but it's not like, you know, they, they had only given up 10 points at that point. And the defense was the reason, like the offense kind of did what we hoped they would do, but the defense was the reason that this thing was a laugher by the end. Um, definitely. Uh, and they were making, they were close enough to make those plays interceptions. They, um, uh, Marcus Strong's interception was great to see after he just got whipped last week. Yeah. Um, apparently he cannot, uh, get an interception without drawing a personal foul. Um, <laughs> although I, do I think- you know what though, I was so okay with that. I was oh, yeah. like, I was like, you, you know what, you go for that, buddy. You deserve that right now. After all the, uh, after all the garbage you've been through the last few weeks, like you spin that ball. You, you enjoy that moment. Yeah, and uh, yeah, same thing. Uh, the big, big reason why Hicks could get his pick is because Montez had nowhere to throw the ball and he threw in desperation. Um, yep. and, and, and they were getting pressure on him. I think they had seven hurries, uh, and two sacks. Colorado had only given up seven sacks on the year before this game. So to get two, um, is, uh, pretty, pretty good. Like just, it, you're, you're looking at a team that was only given about, about one sack a game. And and you get two, and you put quite a lot of pressure on him. Um, that's good. Uh, I will say Carson Block got a sack, um, yep. and uh, I, I t- we talked to his mom. She uh, so I, I've said before my season tickets like about f- ten rows down from me is where all the parents sit. So she was just up in the row in front of us, just waiting, like just until someone makes her move, you know, just trying to stay out of the rain for a few extra minutes. But yep. she was talking, she was talking to B, and she was talking to us, and she's like. Oh, my son's number 50. And I was like, oh, your son's Carson Block. Cool. And then he made a sack. Like, I, she wasn't there anymore. I was bummed. But then, of course, yeah. he got hurt as well. So yeah. I was looking around for it. But yeah, but, but yeah, so, you know, Carson Block gets a sack and, um, uh, Jihad Woods, uh, got a sack. Uh, um, he, I, I swear there's every, uh, once a home game, he goes out with an injury and then comes back and in. Then comes like, back. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, they look kind of bad too. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like, ooh, that's not that doesn't look good. And then, uh, yeah, and then he came back, which that was obviously very good. And then he got, uh, yeah, got a sack or tackle for a loss after that. So yeah, he got a sack. He chased Montez yeah. down. Um, yeah, he was trying to scramble out of it, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. So so yeah, there was actually decent pressure on the quarterback and. Um. Yeah the 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 run defense wasn't good, but it wasn't detrimental. But it wasn't bad. Yeah, like it wasn't so it wasn't to 
Like, because if it would have been really bad, I mean, yeah, their their top guy uh, ran for uh, like a, 105 yards on like 11 carries. So, um, but other than that, like they 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 weren't so successful with it that they felt they needed to get, they could go to it over and over again. And part of that was too the offense just scoring and scoring and and not giving right. Colorado a breath at the start of the game. Um, not giving them a chance to settle in in any way whatsoever, but um, yeah, the defense just—I uh, mean, it, they there re- there really hasn't been. The, this is by far the most impressive um, defensive uh, game of the season because obviously the New Mexico State. It turns out New Mexico State's offense is awful. Um, so there. As it turns out, <laughs> yeah. As it turns out, they're even worse than we thought. And yeah, yeah, in Northern Colorado, you know, you're a little worried about that. They're getting some big runs, and um, but uh, so they're really. And then you know, the Houston, it was really only about a half they did well, and then obviously just it's been horrible the, for first three Pac-12 games. But yeah, this was this was definitely the most impressive performance. Um, I don't know how much the rain helps. I'm sure it helped a little bit. Um, but WSC's offense had it too. Um, and they were also playing a bad defense and that bit bad defense couldn't do much about it. Um, yeah. but yeah, so yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, that, that's what really made me feel better. Like if they win this thing 40, you know what you, you picked 42, 35, I picked 45, 35. If they win it like that, like you feel good that they won, but, right. um, you still feel like, okay, this is still like this, this is who we are, but now you're thinking at least the defense has the ability to put it on someone occasionally. Like I'm not saying that they're suddenly fixed, but but they have yeah. the ability to capitalize on a team that was maybe reeling and struggling and uh after the Oregon loss um and they they you know they put it on them and and um, I love it man like less than four less than 5 yards of play is fantastic um against a, a team that was averaging uh six and a half, I think on the season. Um so uh a team that was ranked uh, 13th in SP plus coming in, which we were kind yeah. of 14th or whatever. We, so we were kind well, of wary about, but still. And a couple of weeks ago, they put up what 34, 35 points on Arizona on State. Arizona State, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so um, but yeah, so uh, Colorado now their offense dipped to 29, um, <laughs> and WSU's. Oops. WSC's defense went from uh, 90 to 78, I think. So, well, <laughs> so WSU is now ranked good. 26th in SP+. Yeah. If, yeah. So all of you are like, oh, we could be 6-1. and one. Yes, yes, they could be because they're yes, ranked 26th be in SP+. Plus. Um, so that's funny because that's about where last year's team finished. Yeah. The 11-2 team. So we talked about that last week, the margins and, and just the, the yep. probability. Like the... the the probable probable outcomes and what can happen and we're, we're we were riding the bad side but we finally got just a game where they beat a team so bad that it didn't matter if little little bullshit happened so yeah which and was that's the, super nice and a lot of that's because of the defense and 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 how they played so yeah man yeah. Um, and i think the 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 most encouraging thing was that you know they avoided the big huge backbreaking plays and right. You know, I'm. You know, it's it's tough to know without. I mean, obviously, neither one of us are coaches. Um, neither one of us have access to you know all twenty two type you know looks at anything or whatever. So it, it's tough to say. 
you know, particularly what the defense was, was doing, you know, and if, you know, you made reference to the weather, you know, if maybe they said, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to throw over the top of us. So let's, you know, let's, uh, change up our strategy a little bit here to, to clog up some other areas or, or whatever. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, but, uh, what I do know is that they did not give up any of the huge, you know, backbreaking, you know, defensive, huge plays that they've been giving up. And, you know, when you don't, when you, I mean, if there's anything that, you know, Grinch's tenure showed us, it's the value in not giving up the backbreaking explosive play, you know, that you can, you can get away with giving up, uh, you know, chunk plays to some degree, you know, like if you're given up, if you give up, you know, a, a 15 yard run at one point, you give up a 20 yard pass at another point. I mean, as long as you're not giving up, 15 20 20 15 as as those are touchdown, touchdowns yeah it's different but it's like you know if you give up a play in a drive that's like that you know it's not necessarily a killer um you know we used to have a running joke uh in the kook center slack about just how bad the quarterbacks were that we were playing you know it was like well this you know this works great as long as the quarterback's bad and it's like but you know what there are a lot of bad quarterbacks out there um a lot of teams have not good quarterbacks and so, you know, when you, when you, I think it's a pretty good bet to have a defensive philosophy that, that sort of says, all right, you know, we're going to make you execute all the way down the field and bet that at some point you're not going to execute. You're either going to make a bad throw or you're going to, um, you know, just, you know, get yourself behind the chains or something, or you're going to turn the ball over. Um, you know, we're just going to make you execute all the way down the field. And, you know, at some point, most of these guys will make mistakes. We, we've gotten sort of unfortunate in the last, you know, few weeks that that hasn't happened. Um, you know, UCLA seemed to be heading that direction. And then all of a sudden, you know, Thompson Robinson, uh, you know, caught fire, but, you know, Hunley, we didn't make Hunley work very hard. Uh, for the most part, didn't make Daniels, you know, work very hard. Um, and then this week they did do a good job making Montez work hard. So, um, if you can eliminate those backbreaking explosives, uh, you know, you give yourself a pretty good chance. You give yourself a pretty good chance. And time, as, as you mentioned, you know, time of possession is just not really, just, it's just not really all that relevant. Um, you know, the offense made sure that Colorado never made, never really made contact. I mean, even when, I uh, got within a couple touchdowns. They came right back, touchdown, touchdown, and and then Colorado was just like, okay, never mind, we quit, <laughs> we give up, we're ready to go back to Boulder. Yep, and exactly, yeah, the time of possession thing. If if your if your offense is going in and scoring a touchdown, then that's just, if there was only three yeah, minutes, you just drive, don't worry about it. You're, you're having a break. You're having a huge break between the kickoff and the, and the extra point, and and then an, like another break. You know, like your defense is getting rested, even if it, like. Uh, Oregon had some pretty good defenses with Chip Kelly because, like, even though their offense was doing one-minute drives, like, because you know, it there's there's plenty of downtime in college football for commercials and stuff. Um, so yeah, right. you get rested, and uh, they were obviously fine. Um, they were uh, just as good in the second quarter as they were in the first, and, and after having been on the field for ten minutes, so yeah, it, it was definitely okay. And uh, yeah, I, I so um, I must say, I think. Uh, I think the uh, my new friend's name came to me. Our, our podcast listener, Joel. <laughs> so Joel, I am. I, I am sorry. There we go. He, um, he, uh, he he works for the Mariners, and uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's um, cool. So yeah, thanks for the fireball shot, Joel. Um, yeah. I'm sorry I forgot your name at first, but I knew it would come to me again. It com- um, 
Yeah, but yeah. It's good that you remembered it all. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm um, duly impressed. Yeah, thank you. Well, I I, I made sure to. I, I was like, I made a mental note that I wanted to mention him on the podcast. So, because um, uh, you know, I appreciate he was very nice, uh, very complimentary. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so uh, defense good, Jeff. Yeah, let's take a break and talk about another good thing: the beer. offense. Or no beer. beer, then offense. Oh, we're making them wait. <laughs> Those things are both good. All right, break time. And we're back. All right. <sighs> Buy that product and or service and or listen to that podcast yeah. or yeah. I don't know. I can totally vouch for that podcast. Or product or, or product. Service or I don't know. <laughs> or insurance it's product. Something terrible. We're just gonna be like <laughs> I haven't been listening to... Like, sometimes I go through them just to hear what the ads were, but I haven't listened to the last few. I just didn't have time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. might be, we might be promoting some horrible things, but I trust SB Well, and then the other thing is, like, okay, so if you're... People may not know this, but if you listen through the website at Coog Center, if you listen through a browser, um, it actually delivers regional ads depending on your location. So I did not like, know that. Yeah. So if you're if you're streaming it through there, then, yeah, you might actually get a different, a different ad than... Uh, than what you get if you if you download the podcast uh, through you know iTunes or whatever. Well, yeah, you remember that time when um, uh, I think this is before Google Ads or maybe it was when Google Ads was new. We were getting um, some ads for some Husky store on on Cook oh, Center, yeah. and oh, we got yeah. lots of complaints about that. Yeah, we so hopefully hopefully we're not saying buy that product and you know, it's like uh, it's like huskytickets.com or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jeff. Uh, what are you drinking? I am having the Brother Thelonious Belgian style Abbey Ale from North Coast Brewing, one of the the OGs of craft brew. Uh, let's see. So the reason why I bought this was because uh, it's got a picture of Thelonious Monk on the front of it, right? So you get the uh, you know the the monk thing with the Belgian style Abbey Ale and all that good stuff, of course. And it says uh, we at North we at the North Coast Brewing Company are serious jazz fans, and we're proud to make a donation to the jazz education programs of the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz for every bottle of Brother Thelonious sold. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I imagine I have not because I don't know why I would have had occasion to. But uh, I was a saxophone player and high school once upon a time and i was in the jazz band and we had a quite good jazz band in fact we won our division at the lionel hampton jazz festival over there at the u of i and uh so uh, jazz is very near and dear to my heart and jazz education is very near and dear to me and so that's why i purchased this it's actually been sitting i think it's been in my fridge for a year maybe I don't know, something that's been in there for quite a while. And I was like, you know, I'm probably going to share it with somebody at some point. And then like, I just never did. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to drink it tonight. So there we go. Excellent. How's it, how's, how's it going for you? So what'd you, what, what style is a double? It is, I don't know. It just says it's a Belgian style Abbey ale. The uh, alcohol is at about nine something. What color is it? That's eh, kind of, let's see. Eh, it's kind of a, dark caramel color okay yeah it's just like one of those belgian strong outs because doubles usually kick in or 
they're usually around like seven or eight percent and triples yeah. are about nine percent but triples are golden so so yeah that's a kind of an american thing they're just like it's we use belgian yeast and and uh yeah so um i i haven't had that beer in 10 years um yeah. i i know it was like you said they're one of the og craft breweries this is sometimes i wish that we were drinking the beers together and then so i could try like I could yeah. try, try this beer again because i haven't had it for so long but yeah um are you digging it yeah it's good um it's not uh you know sometimes the the high you know i mentioned last week we were talking barley wines last week and i see you know sometimes the sweetness can be um a little overpowering i feel like it's it's sometimes this way on the the higher alcohol uh, Belgian styles, but this yeah. one's again, not, not overpoweringly sweet. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a good beer and it's, uh, it's, it's warming up. It's getting closer to the temperature at which I'm actually supposed to drink it. So, um, yeah, it's good. I like very it. nice. Very nice. Yeah. North coast brewing. I think they've been around since the eighties. Um, they're most famous for, uh, old Rasputin. Uh, the, yes, they are. I uh, love that beer. Russian that is one, stout. that is one that I feel like, um, is, isn't, just like an outstanding beer and it doesn't cost that much. And I feel like sometimes people are like, Oh yeah, I've had that. Cause it's been around for so long. And I'm like, no, this is actually still a really good beer. Like that's, you know, when you're looking for, you know, just a, you know, an Imperial stout, um, you know, at the price point, like it's, it's an outstanding beer. Yeah. And it's very widely available at this yeah, point. You can find it all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's actually, um, it's a good gateway beer for people like to get into like stronger stouts and th- not yeah. like not that anyone needs to do that, but but uh, yeah, it's it's a so yeah or yeah save yourself now don't get don't get into it. anyway. So I actually have a story about that beer. Um, you remember when uh, way back in the day when I was still living? It was during Christmas. I was still living back east, but I was over and we went to the basketball game at uh, the Key Arena. The WSU yep. basketball game. So we we had uh, yep. we had drinks with uh, you and uh, Sarah. Yep. Um. Uh. At the um the tap house, the bit with the tap like the house grill, tap house grill downtown. Yep. And uh, we uh, my dad and I had been there earlier that day, and then we met you guys before the game, or was it after? I don't even remember. It was after. Uh, it was I after. Think. So so I think Dad. I know we walked to the game with you, so maybe we met there, and then we went, maybe went back there. Um. But yeah. I so. They they had a bunch. Of, they have a flight. You can get a flight. They don't have like you know. They have a bunch of 120 taps of like stuff you can find pretty much anywhere at yeah. this point. You know, like but they did have. It was before uh, Russian. But River. this was like this was like five, 2012, six, 2011. I think it was yeah. 2011, something like that. Yeah. Um. So I would. So it was. Um. It might have been 2010 because it might have been when I surprised my dad. Um. Didn't tell him and then. Uh, um, we got him to come over to go. I, I told him that I had bought him tickets for the Seahawks game for uh, um, and, and for my sister and him and his wife to go. And then I was just like at my sister's apartment. She was living in Seattle all the time and surprised him. Um, so that was fun. It's always fun to make your dad cry. But anyway, so uh, we went to that game as well. And it might have been a different year. Um, but we went to that game. And so dad and I went there for lunch, I think, earlier that day. And we had flights. And he got like, uh, you know, Guinness, uh, Young's Double Chocolate Stout, some other like basics out that he had drink. He was He was a big Guinness man at that point. Like he just drink Guinness all the time. And so at the last one, I, I told him, like, look, you got to get this old Rasputin one and drink it last. Don't drink it before any of the other ones. Drink all the other beers first. So he's going through them. Um, 
He gets a lot, like five different stouts. He gets the whole recipe, and he's like, wow, that's amazing. And so he just started putting down glasses of old Rasputin. And I was putting down glasses of Pliny the Elder, another yeah. OG OG beer that doesn't get distributed in Washington anymore. They pulled out of Washington in 2012, Russian River did. But um, but yeah, so we were just downing Pliny the Elder was like 8%. So we were pretty... We were we were feeling pretty good for that uh, Cougar basketball game and, and after, yeah. but um, I do remember one, and um, I know Sarah probably doesn't listen to this, but I do remember like um, they were uh, someone they were getting a uh, like a, a stout mixed with um, a cider, um, and Sarah liked it so much that she just drank one anyway, <laughs> even yeah. with her celiac disease. <laughs> She was like, I can feel it burning on the way down. <laughs> She's like, but it's worth it. And that was, yeah. that was pretty funny. Because I don't think I that knew was, Sarah that well, that well at that point. That was back when she was like, well, I have celiac disease, but it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then like, like, not, like it probably wasn't actually too long after that that she finally went, actually, this is a big deal. I should stop doing this, <laughs> you know? So... Anyway, so yeah, I, I do I remember my... that I had Pliny that night, and that was yeah. the, I think pretty sure the first and only time I had it. Um, yeah, we'll have to go certain. down to Portland sometime. It flows, yeah. flows, flows everywhere down there. Yeah, um, but yeah, Another, uh, among the many reasons to go to Oregon for beer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, my dad. That's what I, that is. Old Rasputin, and for me, Old Rasputin was the beer that got me into getting like big stouts and stuff. But, yeah. um, but for dad, it was literally the beer that got him into like American craft beer. Um, yeah, well, that's and good. so, um, that's how I started ruining his life. Um, it's a good beer, man. yeah, it really is. Um, so yeah, uh, good choice. Uh, cool brewery, um, uh, cool brewery to highlight. Um, well done, sir. Um, Thank you. yeah, I am drinking, um, uh, definitely not one of the OG breweries, but uh, what I consider to be one of the best uh, breweries in the United States. Um, it's a beer from Anchorage Brewing Company, uh, and it is a collaboration with a, a Portland brewery called Gigantic. Um, but it was brewed at, brewed at, and uh, aged at uh, um, Anchorage, uh, so it is called An Eternity Saison um, with. Uh, uh, Brett Brettomyces, uh, which is a, a, a particular yeast that gives off some um, uh, kind of funky flavors, and then uh, aged on Marion berries, uh, brewed with Marion berries, um, and then aged in oak fooders and all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, um, it's a big saison, eight percent, quite tasty. Um, fermented in Alaska, what they always say on their bottles. It's got this like skull guy breaking out of a. Uh, uh, a headless body holding a heart. It's quite a graphic um, label. I tweeted it on the, on my Twitter account, Jeff. You could look at it, but but it's pretty crazy. Um, but the reason I chose it is because it's been an eternity uh, since we could talk about a win. Yeah, it um, feels like it. So that felt fitting. It was a month. It was a whole damn month yeah. without a victory. Anyway, yeah, continue. Yeah, it's been an eternity since we could talk about a win. And then I think um, an eternity is what Amanda felt like after WSU went up 38 to 10 and there was like 12 minutes left and she was just freezing cold and was just waiting for me to say it was okay to go. <laughs> and so, so for her, you know what, so though, I had a double meeting. A, that's when you know you've got an awesome partner, man. Oh, yeah. Like she she they, knows there's they certain things. that yeah. whole time. Well, she and she not like she's like, if we were in the rain, I would have took and be, taken B and le, le, left. But I'm like, yeah. 
well, well nobody wants to sit in the rain. yeah yeah but uh, but she's like because you had those i stayed there um but she was free she was colder than b well of course b was like and b wanted to sit on me more um i think because i was you know i was like singing with her and you know she loves singing the i've been teaching her the fight song so she, um she she calls it fight fight um she goes uh play fight fight <laughs> play that. fight fight <laughs> like it's so fantastic. so if you play it like uh the uh, uh wc graduate school made a, a kind of an animated video on youtube a few years ago and it's really good even though they use the long o which i don't approve um but they do it basically it's like a lyric video um with the the lyrics animated and so she really likes that she really likes the spelling out part you know because it's like sesame street basically but yeah but anyway so um i i know uh amanda didn't want to take b for me because we were enjoy i was enjoying having her at the game um for you know one game a year with her um uh but yeah so it definitely felt like an eternity and then for me it kind of felt like an eternity because i knew amanda was cold and like you know when when trey tinsley's coming in and throwing incomplete passes i'm like man just complete the pass so we can leave like it's cold like but i gotta see that that tick down to zero it needs to happen for me and and i was really glad that uh, colorado was kind of playing along and just running the ball um because like i told amanda like oh colorado's getting the ball back two minutes are coming off the clock guaranteed they'll just be straight up running the whole time but that fourth quarter they had a couple um I was the third or fourth, uh, the third quarter, I think it was the targeting. Um, there was another replay in the fourth or something. And, uh, there was a couple injuries. And so there was just all sorts of timeouts. It's just like, right. come on guys. Let's, it's like, but let's still get this over with. was not in it. Not a super long game. It was only official time, three hours and four minutes. So it wasn't too bad, but well, that's because Colorado obliged us by running plenty. Yeah, <laughs> the spear is good, by so, the way. But yeah, whatever, it's good. Anchorage is really good. Uh, they brew a lot of uh, good uh, saisons. Um, they brew a lot of good uh, uh, kind of um, that. They, what they're uh, most uh, re- revered for is their barley wines. Um, so uh, the the brewer Gabe Fletcher started at um, right, uh, Midnight Sun Brewing in in, in Anchorage as well. Um, he, there he created a beer called Arctic Devil, which is a barrel aged barley wine, which you can still get, Midnight Sun still makes. Um, so he, Gabe is kind of like a, a barley wine dude. And so he, he brews a batch, called, he brews a beer called A Deal with the Devil at, um, at, at Anchorage. And he doesn't ever do it the same way. Um, every release is pretty different and sometimes they're super limited and sometimes there's a lot of them and, and it's just, uh, kind of crazy. Um, it's funny, this most recent release, uh, they just, uh, because people are selling some of them, like a deal with the devil batch three can go for like a thousand dollars. Cause it was like a, it was like a 150 bottle count. Jeez. Um, it was basically a deal with the devil batch one that they just let age in the barrels for two years longer. <laughs> um, uh, so they left some in the barrels and like basically a couple barrels and they just let those go for two more years. And it's uh, regarded as one of the best barley wines of all time. Um, and yeah, it goes for like a thousand bucks. If you, there's probably not very many bottles left in existence and Goodness. That's, that's why. Um, so sometimes the brewers kind of want to, um, catch some of that money because they're not getting any of that money when they right. when it gets resold. So, uh, he, their most recent deal with the devil was a triple oaked. So, what what they did is they uh uh aged it in 
uh, a bourbon barrel, then they aged it in two other types of barrels. So they basically transferred the beer between barrels every single time, um, which you lose a lot of barrels. So that they're losing a lot of just uh, product in transferring and all that. Um, but they, uh, but that one he posted, they posted and it got quickly taken down because people freaked out for a hundred dollars a bottle at the, uh, at the Anchorage tap room and people yeah. flipped out about the price. So he just said, fuck all you guys. And he shipped most of it to Australia. <laughs> and so most, most of, so the, either, either you got the beer, they had some at the Anchorage tap room and then a lot of it went to Australia and China and stuff. So, That's so, uh, so yeah, he and just Australia's like, what, what, what the fuck is this? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I mean, I did, I did go to some real beer nerd bars when I was in Sydney, but like anything yeah. outside of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they got that. So you, you get guys who have bottles of it in the U S because they knew someone in Australia shipped them a bottle. So they got shipped from Anchorage down to Australia and then shipped from Australia back to the U S That's hilarious. Uh, mainland U S. So yeah. So that's been a, um, you know, people have been trying to track that one down and obviously not a high bottle counts, triple barrel and whatever, but yeah, so it's, they're, they're, I mean, they're a highly regarded brewery. Um, they make a lot of really good barrel aged stouts. I, we, we had, a at the tailgate, uh, this weekend, we had a darkest hour barrel aged stout with coffee, um, that was delicious. Uh, yeah, I've, I've mentioned before you can, uh, get, you can get their beer at a lot of like bottle shops cause they're distributed through Shelton brothers. Um, you can get them through Tavar as well. Um, oh shit, I just spilled, spilled beer on my, cause I was grabbing my phone. Um, but yeah, um, we can get through Tavar as well. Um, but yeah, so that very good brewery. Um, highly recommend checking them out. Um, buying a bottle off the shelf um they sell a lot of their beers in these like small bottles now so yeah go ahead and check them out so um yeah so jeff uh let's talk about that offense yeah 52 minutes into the podcast yeah <laughs> good enough uh the off- i mean the offense was awesome right like i don't i don't know i i I think the most impressive thing was you know and you alluded to it earlier is the weather was terrible and it didn't really seem to affect Anthony Gordon at all, um, which I think was sort of amazing as I'm watching, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rewatching the game right now as we're talking. Um, and I'm watching Steven Montez throw these like, you know, fluttering right. ducks into, you know, nowhere. And it's like, you know, and then Gordon was really just kind of throwing darts everywhere. And, um, you know, granted we didn't, you know, we didn't throw a lot of bombs and, and we don't, you know, normally throw a lot of bombs. So it's not like it was a huge deal, but it was like, you know, I mean, when he needed to make a, you know, a 20 yard pass, he could still make a 20 yard pass. I mean, I think if I remember right, it was one of the touchdown drives, uh, the, the last couple touchdown drives, he made just like a sweet, like 20 yard throw, dropping it just right over the linebacker in front of the safety, right at the sideline. Right. Um, right at Esau. And, and yeah, it was just a gorgeous, gorgeous throw. I, you know, I, I kind of, and I know we're not, you know, necessarily kind of thinking about this down the road, but it's like, I, I do think that there's, um, you know, there's a chance when, when it's time for him to get drafted. I mean, this might be a game that, that, you know, scouts look at and think that, wow, that's pretty impressive, you know, to, to throw the ball the way he was throwing it in that weather with a wet ball, um, still tight spirals. 
you know, still throwing darts for the most part. Um, and, and I mean, we'll be honest too. I mean, his receivers dropped at least three balls that I can think of off the top of my head. Right. Um, very catchable balls. A couple yeah. of them were touchdowns. Eastop Winston dropped a touchdown. Which yeah. Eastop Winston dropped a touchdown. I mean, the throw was a little, yeah, it was, it was a little him. high and it was like about face mask high or maybe a little higher. And it was, it was a bullet, but it was like, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's a pass. A, he catches, he, he you could know, have taken a little bit off. He could have taken a little bit off for sure. Yes. But that's a pass. He catches. You know, and there was, you know, Tay Martin dropped a touchdown that, um, you know, you should catch. And um, there was another, I'm trying to remember who, but, you know, there was at least one other drop that I remember. Um, So, yeah, you know, he didn't get uh, as much help from his receivers as he typically does and was still pretty nails and awesome. And, uh, you know, given the circumstances, given the need for a win, just kind of the whole thing in totality. Um, Gordon had a hell of a game and he, you know, he did make the one not great decision there on that fourth down, um, where he ends up flushing out to the right completely unnecessarily. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. I, I think as, as near as I could tell from watching it, I think he thought that he had the edge and he could just run for it. Yeah. And, it and seemed you know, like he was, uh, you know, yeah, he, he was confident when he took off, but then he might have realized he's he is. Yeah, not and then that it was like, fast. oh shit, never mind. I'm 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 toast, and 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 there was really nowhere to go with the ball. That was the thing. Like he started going to the right, and I thought, well, is he is he trying to like create a window to throw the ball? I mean, there was not. I mean, Des Des had kind of done like a little uh, in and out type route. I mean, I don't know what you call those, but it's like you know, he kind of slanted in and then pivoted to the outside. And there were two guys on him. Like they were, they were jumping the slants on that, uh, on that particular down. And, uh, it just never really materialized. And like I said, I think he thought he could run for it. And there was a, there was a linebacker out there and he just, yeah, he didn't have a chance. But other than that decision, you know, for the most part, he seemed to make pretty good decisions. And, um, you know, 369 yards is not uh, the biggest game he'll ever have, but, uh, you know, certainly, you know, real good yards and, um, you know, just made some really excellent throws, particularly considering the, uh, the, the elements. So very impressive, very impressive from Gordon. Uh, really great to have Arcanado back, um, just working that middle of the field. And, you know, again, it's, you know, the thing with Arcanado that that's sort of crazy is you realize, I mean, Bell was working in that Y spot, um, and, and just not giving you the same kind of production from there that Arcanado was. And, and so that tells right. you something about what Arcanado means to the offense. So good to have him back. Good to see Tay Martin come back. Um, granted he had minus six yards, which is a, is a pretty amazing thing because um, of that. Uh, yeah. That little, um, that little pop yeah, pass. Thing. Yeah. Which, which didn't go great. Why? Uh, it and it never does. No, it doesn't. It it never ever. It, the only thing I can think of why we still run that stupid thing is that it it must like create some sort of, uh, you know, like like some sort of you got to keep the defense honest thing with the window dressing, right? Like, when they when they do the motion, like I, I got to think, okay, we got to run this stupid thing one play a game just to keep them honest. But um, Tay Martin did catch a did catch a little fade touchdown, so that was that was good, and you know everybody kind of got got in on the action, so. Um, really excellent all around performance, um, from, from the offense and, you know, the sort of thing we expect and, um, you know, hopefully they're, uh, they've got maybe a, a spectacular performance in them, you know, next weekend or, or going forward against, you know, one of these teams we need to beat in order to get bowl eligible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously we talked, uh, 
we talked about this being a game that we could see Max getting more touches, and he yep. uh, he got twenty one, uh, nine nine catches on nine targets. So you know he doesn't you know running backs typically catch most of the targets because they're um, not you know downfield passes, but um, and then twelve carries, um, which. Uh, yeah, so he got he over 100 yards on those 12 carries that we talked about. If he got like 14 or 15, he probably would go over 100 because of Colorado's defense. Um, obviously, that 48-yard uh, touchdown run helped a lot. Um, but, yeah, so uh, uh, Max was explosive. Um, of course, uh, one thing that um, a lot of people have been clamoring for is to use him in short yardage more. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about it earlier that they've, uh, they failed on two consecutive third and shorts, um, using max. Um, and you and I were talking about this in the slag, I, you know, when on third and shorts, um, I, I just, you know, you always like to have this, well, I, I do every down, like from my vantage point in the seats, I kind of look at the box and try to guess if he's going to run, if the, it, Gordon's going to hand it off or not. And Colorado was, um, kind of, uh, stacking the middle quite a bit. I don't think they wanted to let Borgie beat them. Um, they were kind of, uh, yeah, putting guys in the middle, um, not necessarily in the box, but near. And I, especially after ASU, how they were able to kind of like, ASU did the same thing. Like, they, yeah, they were, they were not wanting Borgie to beat them. And and remember that these these short runs you're talking about, they came after Borgie had you know a forty. 40- whatever yeah. yard touchdown run. So, so yeah, I, I know um, on the first one, you had some linebackers over the top. Uh, they had their four men front. You had some linebackers that were close enough to the line. So I, I counted six. There were six. So I j- like, <laughs> I know I said, I'm watching the game as we're talking, just saw it like five minutes ago. There were six dudes. L- there were six dudes. There were six within, you know, the, the little five box. yards like, or whatever. Like it was, there were six guys and the one guy who was unaccounted for made the tackle. <laughs> like it was, he, he kind of strafed down the line and then shot through the gap and he's the one who made the tackle. Now, Abe didn't hold his block maybe as long as he could have, right. but it also didn't make a difference. Like it was that linebacker who was unblocked. It was five on six. He didn't bail out at the end. Now, had they gone play action pass on that? <laughs> They might have had a massive play because the the linebacker was fully committed to stopping the run there. Um, he was two steps towards the line of scrimmage as soon as it sort of looked like it might have been a pass so, or it might have been a run. So um, it could have it could have been a huge play, but um, you know, as it was, it wasn't. And 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 I think it's it's kind of what you were alluding to just there that there seems to be this feeling that oh Max can get a yard no matter what. And it's like, no, <laughs> no, he can't. Um, you know, if it's five on six, he can't. Or, or you know, maybe he can. But, yeah, he can break a tackle, um, but still it, could, it has to be five like on six odds. and perfectly blocked. Five on six, right, perfectly, it has to be blocked. perfectly blocked. And he has to make a guy miss. Now, can he do that? He can. No doubt about it. He can do that. But, but it's hard when, same, you know, in the backfield. That's not what you want to do. Yeah. You know, it's not, that's the, not what you choose to do. And the second one, they had straight up just six guys on the line. They had them completely on the line. Yep. Um, and uh, just one of the guys off the, the – the guy farthest outside on the edge. Um, I saw people say that uh, uh, Ryan whiffed on a block, which he could have, but it may have been he just po- picked a different guy because they had six guys and they had a block. There was no 
There was only a, only a single back formation. There was not another blocker in the mix. That's it. You have five blockers. You got the five guys on the line. There isn't anyone. There isn't a tight end coming in to chip or a running back right. coming in to chip or anything. Like So it's, it's not your standard um, formation like where you might have a fullback and you might have a tight end helping with the blocking. Um, that's why we do the box counting. Um, and yep. that's why we, they don't run as much is because they just don't have the man, the people in there to do it. And um, I know on the uh, the field goal drive when they didn't, uh, when they they just threw the ball a bunch and ended up kicking a field goal, uh, it was the same. Like Colorado was stacking the middle. Like there wasn't room there to um, now you could like if if you don't like it then you just have a serious problem with the offense in general right um, which I think some people do yeah I think I mean, some people do so so if that's your qualms I don't know um, go ahead and look at the points that he's been scoring and, and look at their record over the last <laughs> right. four years so I mean um, this team's averaging you know over 30 points a game I think I think the offense is fine but yeah, you know, pe- but yeah, so ju- you know, people just have their they have their thing. You know, it's like, oh, we need to run the ball, and it's like, well, yeah, but if know, we ran the ball is- more, we'd have to kind of fundamentally change the way the right. roster is structured. And, <laughs> like- and you know, I mean, it's okay. So you know, get a tight end or bring in a you know a, a sixth offensive lineman or something. I mean, there there are different things you could do, but. You know, I mean, every for every, you know, Mike Leach has his philosophy for everything you add, you take something away because there's only so many things you can be good at executing is at least his philosophy. And it's like, okay, so, you know, if you're going to add and it even works sort of at a micro level, right, where if you add alignment, all of a sudden, okay, so to the defense that says, okay, this other play is no longer an option. We no longer have to cover this part of the field. And the idea is to make sure that the defense has to cover, you know, every part of the field at all times. And, um, you know, so that means that sometimes on a, on a short yardage play, you're going to have to throw the ball instead of running. And, and I know the defensive coordinators would always prefer that, you know, cause they're just, you know, a guy like Mel Tucker's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to put six guys in the box and make sure that he has to throw the ball to get it because, you know, it's the defensive coordinators just have the, uh, they have the the mindset of you know if you know when a team throws the ball a whole bunch of negative things can happen too right you know it's not just positive and so you know I, I think they would always almost always prefer that a team throw a ball on, on a short yarded situation and you know if you're WSU we've we've seen them make that routine short throw you know about a thousand times and you know you just roll with it there. So I, you know, Borgie's great. I love him. I'm glad he's, he's our, he's our running back. He's definitely our most explosive, maybe most talented player. Um, I also know that, you know, trying to give him force feed him the ball in a situation where, um, you know, the, the defense has put themselves in a position to stop a run, you know, is, is sort of silly. And I, I think that hopefully, but probably not. <laughs> Hopefully that, that that those two short yardage runs maybe show people that um, perhaps it's it's not such a great idea to um, you know just demand that Borgie get the ball. But you know one can one can hope that that our fans will maybe sort of see the wisdom of hey sometimes you just you know running the ball five on six maybe isn't the best strategy. 
And WSU picks up lots of short yardage running, I mean, throwing the ball, so I don't... Yeah, they do. I tons mean, it, people only remember the bad things, but they yeah. like there's tons of short yardage plays that they make. I mean, they they converted two goal-to-go touchdowns, you know, inside the five with throws. Um, like, so it's... Yep. And they do that all the time, so it's not... It's it it's you know it's frustrating you know if they have the ball on the two and then there's not a run, but like like we said like we just described, um, the run isn't guaranteed to get that yard or two even when you have like a, an all conference level running back like it's it's just uh, it's it, sometimes the defense is set up to stop it and and barring you're basically asking max to make like an incredible play where he's just gotten the ball handed off and has to make a guy miss immediately to get out of the backfield so um which he can do but um he was just swarmed on on those two plays and and uh and yeah they weren't blocked perfectly but maybe that's another reason why you shouldn't do it like if the if if the if the offensive line isn't isn't as adept uh, as maybe they've been in the past at blocking in short yardage maybe that's a reason that it's not working out. Um, um, but yeah, so that's I, I the don't thing know. that gets overlooked, though, right? Is like it's uh, it's oh well, they're just they're going to block it up and it'll be great. And it's like, well, I mean, one guy can whiff on a block on a run just as soon as you know a receiver can drop a pass or whatever. I mean, like these things can happen. <laughs> you know, even on short yardage plays, these things can happen. One guy misses a block and blows up the whole thing. So. I think that's the part that gets overlooked sometimes, but I, and look, I I understand where the sentiment comes from. You know, like Borgie's great. Like I'm not I'm not trying to minimize that at all. But but I do think sometimes it gets a little overly simplistic where you know, people are like run the ball, you know, run the ball more, and it's you know it's maybe not not quite that simple and not um, you know not not as easily successful as it, as it seems like it should be. You know, when you go, well, it's only one yard and it's like, yeah, but if you've got one guy unblocked, <laughs> you know, it's like that guy's going to come, come running free. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tougher to get that one yard. Now, if, if you go five on six and you're counting on Borgie to miss, you know, make a guy miss. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like our chances, but I'm also like, it's, it's not a guaranteed. So anyway, I, I think we, we've yeah. probably beat that thing to death. Yeah. Dude. We'll beat it, beat it to death. Um, but yeah, he did. He still um, got 21 touches in the game, by far the most yep. touches, targets, whatever. Like uh, um, Arcanado, five catches over 100 touchdown. Um, like you mentioned him, it's kind of funny. He had nine. Um, I saw in the stat he had nine targets. Um, he, he so his that kind of dampered his yards per target a little bit. But those two uh, incomplete passes from Tinsley at the uh, end of the game, yeah, um, kind of hurt his stats a bit. But uh, but yeah, um, obviously, uh, Arcanado is a favorite of these guys that have been uh, the backup quarterbacks for years. So, because um, they've been uh, running on the, yeah. the the same on the same schedule. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, the offense uh, did about as well as you could hope in in those conditions. Um, you know, the yards per play aren't you know my you know eye popping, but over seven is good. And when you're talking about the rain. Uh, Honestly, I think if they were playing Colorado in um, you know on a on a clear day, it, it, it yeah, probably, yeah, they, they would have been yeah. e- even easier. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it 
Yeah, but yeah, I I was just I feel really good about how well they performed in the weather. You know, you always get that stress um for the weather with uh with 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 uh, the the Cougs, you know, so with the air raid. Um but it, it didn't it, it, they were just fine. Um and they were able to uh take advantage of a of a fr- frankly a really terrible defense and uh make them look like the bad defense that they are. So um that's always Which good. Which is what you want. Yep. That's always good. Um, it'll be different next week, but we'll talk about that on Friday. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be really different next week. That's all right. We're yeah. going to enjoy this one for now. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, you you want to talk about some other scores? Yeah. I mean, you know, I I was I was a little surprised that Arizona State didn't give Utah a little bit better game. Um, but also kind of not surprised. Like I, I kind of thought Arizona State's offense would be better. Um, you mentioned Oregon and Washington, so that was awesome, super awesome. Yeah, <laughs> go Ducks! Blowing the yeah, blowing the ten point lead in the second half. Ah, uh, you you hate to see it, Craig. You, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's that makes it like one win out of the last like. 13 or something for UW yeah. in that series. Yeah, good um, job. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was looking at um, U, Oregon was 12 and UW was 25, and that was the same uh, rankings that uh, UW or WSU and Oregon were for game day last year. Oregon was 12 and WSU was 25. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, that Oregon team was a bit overrated. But, yeah. <laughs> and WSU but let's, was hope, uh, let's hope this, uh, this year we have maybe some of the same lingering effects, right? Yeah, where uh, Oregon has has a little bit of a little bit of a Washington hangover and is feeling pretty good about themselves and and our offense maybe uh, maybe does some things that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and how about those yeah. beeves? Oh my goodness, they they they're like making sure that we're appropriately scared for their appearance in November. That that game's got. That game's got issues written all over it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, you're talking it's uh, November 23rd, so that's it's going to be just trash weather, which might help hurt both the teams actually. But but you know that their their offense looks legit, yeah, and uh, and they were able to take advantage of a Cal offense that is just not. Worth anything, yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like uh, that was you know it's funny. I was talking with a few people. I'm like, so what? Like now, are we? Are do we feel good now about our chances at Cal? Do we feel worse about Oregon State? Probably both. Probably Um, both. Do Do you look at one and see as a higher probability of winning? Like. Like, but I, I still think Oregon State is an easier game. Um, but it's like maybe it's just not the walkover uh, that we would have thought it was in the early season. Or Oregon State has yeah. two has two conference wins now. Um, they hey, are they beat UCLA. Yeah, they beat UCLA, and they are. We can't say that. Nope. And they are they are currently second in the Pac-12 North. <laughs> I know we are, two and we are two. they're second in the Pac-12 North and we are one game behind. <laughs> yeah, we're one game behind. Uh we got a whole bunch of teams with three losses already. Yeah. UW, Stanford and WSU all have three losses. Yeah, the Pac-12 um, Cal has three mess. losses. Yeah, so yeah, all the some of the teams you thought were at the top are just uh starting out pretty poorly. Yeah, and and of course, yeah, Stanford it's like 
what the heck is going on there? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it's just, it's still, you just you beat beat U Dub one week, and you know it's just like you can't. You, then you come out and lose to UCLA like the next week. It's just, and then UCLA like what the heck? You know, you lose to Oregon State one week, go and beat Stanford at Stanford. Maybe it's a rivalry game. I don't know. Like it, the Pac-12 is is bananas. Uh, of course, Ari- USC pounding Arizona, who had looked pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, man, it's Arizona who lost to BYU, who went and beat Boise State. So, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Or yeah, USC lost to BYU, but yeah, yeah. but uh, that's what I meant. Anyway. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's what you meant. But yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty to... deep into this brother Thelonious. I'll just say yeah. that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's pretty pretty wild uh, nonsense. Like there are just so many teams with three or four losses in the conference right now. I know, and that would be um, awesome if Oregon wasn't undefeated. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, Oregon is well now. Oregon's not really gonna, you know, if if Oregon didn't get that Auburn win, now they're running out of chances for good wins. Um, really, they I I. I uh, they have ASU late in the season, but ASU is probably going to be pick up another loss in between now and then. They're not going to be ranked. They're they're no. barely hanging on at like twenty four right but now. But they will get a chance to play Utah. In, so in the, the Pac twelve championship. In the Pac twelve championship. Yeah. So I, I so they I need think Utah to win out, which Utah if, probably will. If win. Oregon wins out, I I think they'll be in. I really do. Like I I, I don't think that um, you know one loss against Auburn first game of the season, which I think most, I don't know. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll kind of get a sense when we see the, um, you know, see the initial CFP rankings. I mean, what's that like next week, right? Yeah. I think it should be next week. Yeah. yeah next week. Um, you know, once that comes out, we'll have a better sense maybe of how the committee's viewing that loss to lost to Auburn. But, um, you know, I mean, obviously that's a game that they very easily could have won. I mean, you know, I, I won't go so far as say should have won, but it's like they very easily could have won that game. Um, Just a little brief fact check. It's November 5th. Is the November 5th. There yeah. we go. So it's the week after next. Um, you know, so it's like, uh, you know, they, they very easily could have won that game. Um, they've, you know, taken on all comers so far in the Pac-12. Most of the games they've made look fairly easy. Um, they just won a road game against a team that people think is, you know, one of the more talented teams in the conference. Um, yeah, like they're, they're legit and, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, some of these other teams are going to, you know, cannibalize themselves a little bit when it, um, when it comes to Auburn, Georgia, LSU, I I don't know, uh, if they all play each other during the regular season or not, but, um, you know, some of that stuff's going to happen. Um, Ohio state probably will lose to somebody completely unexpectedly because that's what they do. And you know, if, if Oregon keeps winning, I think they'll be in, I think it'll be fine. So, um, that'll be great to ruin that next weekend. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah, yeah. Because honestly, if they, you know, if they get by us, uh, they, they have, they, their road games are at USC and Arizona state, uh, both they could easily win. Um, and then home games against Arizona and Oregon state. So, um, that's that. I mean, the, and then with hosting WSU, like really it's in front of them. Like if they, it really is, like it really is in front of them because what, you know, probably you're thinking Stanford was going to be one of their tougher ones. It wasn't. Um, 
and then you were thinking Washington would be another tough one, and they got by that one. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's the Pac-12, so they'll probably punt one. Um, so let, let's <laughs> let's let it be. The I know. Well, and the crazy thing is, I mean, they're they're in a position where they can punt two probably and still win the Pac-12 North. You know, it's like yeah, they're two games up right now. They're two games up, and they've got a, they've already got a win over Washington, and, and um, it's Oregon State is the next down, and Oregon yeah, State's going to lose like, again. And it doesn't matter, honestly. It doesn't really matter if they lose to us because we've already got three losses. So yep, yeah, it's it, it's it's crazy pants. It's absolutely it's absolutely bonkers, and um, but you know, I mean, they've they've obviously got bigger uh, bigger ambitions than just winning the Pac-12 North and. As they should, and I think it's pretty clear that they and and Utah are, are really the class of the conference. Uh, you know, yeah, that's very I, clear at this point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I talked last week. I thought Arizona State's offense w- was pretty good, and then of course they did nothing whatsoever <laughs> against Utah. Um, I didn't watch that game, so I, I I really don't know how it how it unfolded or went down. But um, they they really didn't do anything. Usually, at all, not so. moving the ball down the field to only score three points. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I, I think it's pretty clear that that Oregon and Utah are sort of the class of the conference. And as long as neither one of them sort of you know trip over their uh, appendages over the next uh, you know month or so. Um, it, it should actually be a pretty fun uh, Pac-12 championship game between those two teams, uh, particularly since they they won't play during the during the regular season. Yeah. So just and of course both of those road games on uh, WSU's schedule they've already uh, and currently uh, Utah is rated number nine in SP plus and Oregon is number eleven. Yeah. Uh, and then of course WSU has a road game at Washington at number thirteen. They had a road game at Arizona State, which is at thirty four. And then uh, so the easiest one becomes Cal. Which uh, I don't know where they're. They're sixty one. <laughs> they're sixty one now. Uh, so yeah, like doesn't they, matter. They could be one hundred and ten. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> like playing in freaking Berkeley. Yeah. But so whatever. that's we talked about the tough schedule, and it's as tough as we could have imagined. Really, um, we probably thought Cal was gonna be a little better, but I'm glad they're not. Um, yeah. So that could be that could be the linchpin to the season. By the way, that yeah. game right there. Well, I mean, um, if you the get fact that they're not as good as as you expected, their their offense is a mess. Like, you know, that's that's definitely the sort of game where you go, okay, that that's a game we figured probably lose, probably less than fifty percent chance of winning, and suddenly that looks like a, looks like a game that um, that maybe you should win. I know. Well, if WSU is twenty six and SP plus and Cal is sixty one. Um, yep. SP plus starts to become pretty like much better predictive at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's kind of wild, but you know, it's also that Cal. But so like, if you assume, like if you assume WC loses this week, which, uh, you know, who knows they've beaten Oregon four in a row, who knows, but assuming they lose this week, if you can get that Cal one, you're sitting at five wins with, uh, you know, two home games in a row and suddenly feel getting just just getting to a bowl seems a lot a lot nicer than it did before the Colorado game um obviously we're feeling a little bit better about the team now because of how they were able to dominate Colorado um they beat a team that's rated right around that was rated right around where Cal is rated like pretty rough and of, of course that UCLA UCLA is rated 65 now um so they've come up a little bit but they still shouldn't have lost that come game up of course. a lot yeah they've come up a lot um they're uh yeah they're, they come up a lot obviously their performance against WSU is probably driving a lot of that 
um, you know, when you have the number 26 team and you beat them, um, that probably right. helps your rating quite a bit, but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, they've had, they've had good performances against Stanford as well. And, but, um, so yeah, um, I mean, Oregon state's 68 now, like not, like Stanford's the easiest team left on the schedule. Like how wild is that? <laughs> That's super wild. Super duper wild. Let's hope they are still playing like second and third string quarterbacks by the time they play us. I know. Yeah. Come on. We need, we need some of those. We haven't got a backup yet this year. We need, yeah, we, need we need, we need some more quarterback luck. Yeah. Yeah. We want that quarterback luck, that 2016, 2017 quarterback luck. Bring it back. I mean, we're get yeah. We'll get it. We'll get it with Cal. Everyone's getting it with Cal. Everyone's yeah. getting that quarterback luck with Cal. Um, but hopefully they don't figure anything out in the next couple of games. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, uh, WSU, um, just beat the the you know the second easiest game left on their schedule, and then apparently Stanford is now the easiest, um, which you would have never uh, never you, guessed. That's that. not something you would have said for in the last you know twelve years or fifteen even years like or whatever. three weeks ago. When, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or After two they weeks beat ago. When, yeah, I was gonna say two weeks ago when you and I were sitting in a bar in Yakima, like watching Stanford beat Washington. Like you know. I mean, Gosh, man, it's like it's it's crazy. It's absolutely good. like the whole thing. Is David Shaw still a genius? By the way, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I some it's it's funny when you're um when you're still coaching. I mean, it's it's you got the Pete Carroll uh, syndrome that coaching the team you you want and not the you team wish you, you had and yeah, not the one you actually yeah. have. So yeah, it's a uh, it's uh, he's still you know punting the ball in, in precarious situations. Kicking field goals. <laughs> Kicking field and... goals. And then suddenly uh, his defense is giving up points and uh, it's not looking so good at the end. Um, but, yeah, so it's – I don't know. Like, you know, WSU stumbling too. But obviously they're stumbling, but still, like, it, it's been more bad luck and less bad uh, – bad luck, bad defense, but bad luck a lot because WSU has an offense that can beat just about anyone, but – the bad defense and the combined with the bad luck in a couple games uh, is why they're sitting where they are, of course. Well, and, and we're also stumbling with recruiting classes ranked in the fifties and sixties, not with you yeah, know top thirty ish, twenty five ish recruiting classes like like Stanford's been getting. Yeah, so. Stanford gets every smart football player. They get any smart guy they want, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's them and Notre Dame for the most part. I imagine fighting over uh, smart guys. So right. You know, and you know they're they're not good again. So, so I hope hopefully that continues um, for Pullman. Hopefully, hopefully you know I don't know. Yeah, so Cal, that Cal Stanford um, combo was a lot yeah. more daunting in the start of the season, and even more daunting last week. But when we're still feeling shitty after ASU, but um, obviously when you when you put the two together, the ASU and Colorado performances. Um, ASU they lost a, a t- lost to a even, roughly evenly matched team at home or on the road. So what what do you expect? You know, like that's kind of what you expect to do. Um, but it was just on the back of the UCLA and Utah losses that we were just kind of feeling downtrodden. And but kind of that I think the ASU might have been kind of the riding the ship to more of the expectation. Yeah, 
and then and then just beating the heck out of Colorado is finally going to that other side where you're not performing as expected, you're performing better than expected, and just whipping yep. up on someone. And yep. so hopefully we can have WC can have more of those games uh, the rest of the season. They they'll definitely need it uh, t- t- times ten uh, this week, but. Um, but yeah, against Cal, against Oregon State, against Stanford, um, just to get those superlative performances, um, particularly from the defense, um, it, that that would just you know that that would make this uh, stretch run, five game stretch run, well four games plus UW um, stretch run, uh, a lot more enjoyable. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling I don't know I'm feeling a little bit better about bowl eligibility, but it's now it's just like. I don't know if the math changes because now you're taking some percentage off of Oregon State and you're putting it on to Cal and you're taking some off of Stanford and I don't know. <laughs> uh, but if you still figure that Oregon State is a similarly talented team to Colorado, then, you know, I mean, granted, maybe the probably, weather's not such a disaster or whatever, but, you know, I mean, I mean it probably will be. It's November 23rd in Poland. Yeah, and so that's a team you should beat, Right. Like yeah, and, and I don't know if they're going to beat them by you know four and a half touchdowns. Well, but... honestly, that those three games in a row are all teams that WSU should beat. Yeah, and then you have the yep. two the two really tough road games um, as yep. the bread the bread for the games you should win the games that should get you to the bowl sandwich in there. Those right. are the three you got to get at least two of those three, um, or just beat Oregon this week and then run the table if you want. That's fine. Ten That'd wins. Be okay ten, ten wins is still on the table. After yeah, all. we're okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it might be too late to. <laughs> it's sad they might. It might be too late to actually win the conference, like win the division. I mean, because you'd have to. Well, I guess you beat Oregon. You'd have to hope that. Um, um, this is a nonsense hypothetical because it involves beating Washington. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah. um, beat Oregon, then you, you? then you have to win out and then hope that Oregon loses another game and then whatever, you know, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, so that's joking, of you, course. You got to win out and hope Oregon loses two more games. No, not if they beat Oregon. They just have to no, tie them. Or, or yeah, they, but Oregon's oh, that's right. got they, three losses. That's right. They would, yeah. So yeah, that's... You yeah. need three. So this is the first time in five yeah. five years at WSU, since five, 2014, where WSU is not in... Not in control of not, its own destiny. Not in, control, not in control or in the race at this point. Yeah. Um, cause they, they, uh, they, what they, they basically, yeah, they've been in control of their own destiny. Um, except for 2015 that when they lost to Stanford, they, they weren't no longer in control of their own destiny, but 2016, 2017, 2018, they were all, they just had to win out and beat Washington. They just yeah. had to beat Washington. They just had to win. How hilarious would it be if, how hilarious would it be if we won out and Oregon lost one other game and we're looking at that UCLA game? Shut up. <laughs> I mean, we're already looking at the UCLA game because even even if yeah. you if you get that game, they're five and two right now, and they're probably ranked twenty second or something. Yeah. And and uh, you know if they hell if you beat if you beat Arizona last week, Arizona State last week, you're you might be ranked right now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Because Arizona Whatever. State was ranked, so you're getting that boost. Yeah, because you'd you'd be getting that boost from beating a ranked team that probably wasn't that good to begin with. So. 
Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah. So whatever. It's just one of those seasons. Let's just, let's just get to a damn bowl game. I don't even care which one. And you know, as long as that, you know, like like we've talked about, like if that's the floor, if our new floor is six and six or seven and five in a bowl game, then, then that's awesome. And I'm totally okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. But all right, man, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling a lot better about life in general um because the uh the uh the defense didn't look horrible awful terrible and actually looked pretty damn good against a pretty solid offense and then um and uh the offense was because we're gonna have a bunch of there's two more there's two home games in November, there's going to be more bad weather, but it makes, and there's going to, you know, I don't know what the weather's going to be in Eugene, what it's going to be in Seattle. Um, there's going to be more bad weather games, but it feels good that they can still move the ball in bad weather. Uh, Anthony yep. Gordon, um, that was probably one of his, I know it's probably his least, one of his least impressive statistical performances. Might have been his best game. Yeah, I think Might so. Might have been. Yeah. Like just to what dealing with all that crap, and then you yep. look at the guy on the other side who's another senior, and, but who's played who has a billion, a billion starts. starts and just totally fell apart again in in that weather. Um, you feel pretty good about your guy and how he yep. did not fall apart in that weather. Yep, feel great. So yeah, we know we still know that offense is great. They are still ranked number four in SP plus. It'd be really cool if they could. I mean, you got next week just a little teaser. Number four um, offense WSU versus the number eight defense in Oregon. So uh, let's not talk about the other side of it. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just excited. I'm not. You, I mean, we'll talk about this later this week. But I'm I'm super excited to see what our offense might do. Um, you know, obviously against Alaska defense, we played didn't go well. I think we're a better offense now than we were then. Um, just in the sense that, you know, Gordon's got another couple of games under his belt. Arcanado's you know, healthy. Again. Yeah. Arcanado's healthy. Um, you know, that, that Utah game was, you know, I think we all just kind of went, okay, that's a learning experience. And if a couple things go differently, you know, you're, you're maybe scoring a little more than 13 points. So excited to see what they do against Oregon and, Oregon's going to be out for blood, no doubt about that. Um, that that's going to be, um, you know, that's going to be a big thing. Oregon's going to be wanting to exact some revenge, but Oregon's also, uh, you know, coming off a, a big win, and you know, you hope that uh, maybe they're they're overlooking some things or feeling good about themselves, and you know, maybe we can we can do some damage, um, you know, through the air against them. Yeah, man. All right. Cheers to talking yeah. about a win. Um, absolutely i will be talking to you from the beach um, mexico. in mexico uh the next two episodes so Oof. yeah the preview and the recap so hopefully everything's happy hopefully um, you could actually watch the game oh yeah i already i already have my ways you figured so. that out already yeah i gotta figure it out i gotta right. uh, i got sure what offered me up a, a dish a dish anywhere password and so uh so yeah thanks thanks kyle um but yeah so uh yeah i'll be able to watch it i'll probably be down in one of those bars uh you know in the all-inclusive just 
feed feed me feed me some Don Julio and let's 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 get this W. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> They're like, what is that weird dude? That freaking that gringo over there? Just like yeah, chugging I'm sure, tequila. I'm sure they're used to Americans doing like stupid things. And... Oh yeah, I'll be in like head to toe WSU gear and just be like, let's go Cougs. Like we don't understand you Americans. Oh, if 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 the Cougs do win that game and I'm in Mexico, they're gonna see. So, like I don't know, it's gonna be great. Cause they're I'm gonna be gonna like, be... we love Wazoo. That guy tips. Yeah, right. Oh, that reminds me, I need to get some cash before we go down there. <laughs> get some ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't know ones. Do you tip with ones? Do you tip with fives? How do you tip? I was I thinking fives. Probably you tip once. Fives. You tip. You tip for every few drinks with like a five. There you go. And that, or like, or you give maybe like a ten. Like if you know you're gonna be sitting at the pool for. For for uh, for maybe a ten or a twenty, if you're sitting at the pool for a while, and then they'll just they'll come back and serve you more often, you know. Kinda, there you go. Because like, oh, they they're nice. So, you know, that's that's my strategy. I think usually at these resorts in Mexico, they take U.S. money usually. So, I'll do, like for I, I tips, would hope so. for tips, yeah. So I don't have to go to currency exchange, but I'll figure that out. I don't know. I'm excited for some sun after freezing my ass off in Pullman. No kidding, you deserve it. You earned it. <laughs> All right, you know, my, um, Amanda earned it, so um, yeah, she deserves it too. Yeah, we're hoping to see some sea turtles and all that. They got the the reef down there, so yeah. But uh, cool. So I will be more tan when we talk again, sir. And, cool and go kooks, go kooks. <laughs>